This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Tonight we want to speak about the prophetic. And we want to release a prophetic anointing in this place tonight. So that works a whole lot better when you in worship, and you let it flow into, into prophetic. So you don't want to hear me talking in that. You want me to get the talking out of the way and then let God do his, do his thing afterwards. So that, that's kind of the reason why. But before we do, I want to have some fun first. So you'll see there's some pictures coming up now. Go to the next one. Now look, look at that. Does that like kind of mess your brain around a little bit? Which is a bottom and which is a top? Uh, can, you, can you make something out there? Looks a little bit weird. You've got to look, look very carefully to try and figure it out. It's all this optical illusion, so don't worry. If you don't see it properly or if you think it's a bit messed up, it's not just you. We all see it the same way. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, tell me how many black dots are there? Count the black dots. Come on, how many black dots? Andrew, how many black dots? Huh? Count them. Zero. They kind of look like they're moving, but it's actually zero, the black dots. It's just because of the black squares, it makes it look like these black dots. Okay. It's like, messes me, messes me around. Okay, next one. Okay, how many legs does this elephant have? Well, if it doesn't have four, it's a very freaked out elephant, but anyway. But it looks like it's got more legs than four. Okay, next one. Okay, do you see a man playing a horn or a woman, a woman's silhouette? Who can see the man with the horn? Okay, who can see the woman? Okay, who can see both? Not everyone. Paul, you didn't see both. Did you see both? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a hectic uh, nose. Okay, next one. <laughs> a rabbit or a duck? Both. Who can see both? Oh, you there's no sweets. I can't give you anything for the right answers now. You know? Sorry. Huh? I can give you a candle, but it might go out by the end of the service. Can everyone see both? Duck and rabbit. Okay, cool. Next one. Okay, now we've got to do this together. You've got to look at what it says here. You've got to say the color and not the word. And you've got to say it fast, okay? Okay, one, two, three, go. Okay, some of you lost the plot already. Some of you can do it quite well. Okay, next one. Okay, can you see a woman in a vanity, like a mirror and and a dresser, or do you see a skull? (laughs) Death, lip, and elbow cover. Yeah, thanks, Dion. Okay, who sees both? Everyone sees both? Yeah, you guys can see well. Okay, I think there's a last one. No, second last one. Do you see a face of a Native American or an Eskimo? Both. Can you see the Eskimo now? He's back. He's got his back with his coat facing with his elbow like that. Okay, cool. Is he one more? This one's a more difficult one. An old woman or a young girl? Young girl, young girl. Old woman? Some see the old woman. Some see the old woman. Not everyone sees the old woman. Okay, now you see the old woman. The nose. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, the reason I'm, I don't think there's any more. Eh? Uh, no, I think that's the last one. That's a more difficult one out of them. The reason I'm showing this is, it's, is to, to, to bring across the, the idea that we, you need to look carefully at things. So these optical illusions, you have to look very carefully to be able to see these things. So you've got to almost sometimes squint to look to see the, the figures. Sometimes you need to look more intently into, into, into the pictures to be able to understand them. Um, just for me, I realized I needed to do that in the natural um, I actually have to wear glasses. I don't think any of you have seen me with glasses, but I actually have to wear glasses when I read. Um, and it's a funny story when I realized I had to wear glasses about a year or so ago. We were playing 30 seconds. Who knows 30 seconds? Everyone? Okay. And my wife and I are like killers at 30 seconds. We will like kind of beat anyone, okay, because we've been married for 24 years. So we kind of know each other very well. So we, we know, just say one word and you can get the answer. But now that night we were playing with uh, Stephen and Yvette and Stefan and Nastasha. And I'm reading the card and, and I'm like trying to read and like I'm thinking, just I can't see these words. And then the 30 seconds is up. So my wife was like killing me. What's wrong with you? And like throttling me because we lost. Like, we don't normally do that, but she got so upset with me. We're quite competitive actually. But um, well, especially when we play with Andre and Sonica, then we... They get even more competitive, so it's actually quite cool. Well, Andre, not so much Sonica, but Andre. Oh, yeah, it's been taped. He's going to hear this. <laughs> anyway, so, so I realized uh, yeah, I can't see these cards. So maybe it's time I have to get glasses. So I went to Clicks and I picked up a medicine bottle and took the glasses off the shelf. And, okay, these ones work, and then I use them. So now I've got to use them. But before that, everything's like a blur, you know? I feel like kind of... Put it a meter away, because this is a plus one, which means it's one meter away. I can actually see closer than that. I have to wear these stupid things. So it's even more true for our spiritual vision. Is we, need to, we need to realize that we, we need to put on our spiritual lenses. We've got spiritual glasses that we need, to, we need to put on from time to time to see into the spirit. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a nice analogy to, to almost say, well, I can't see clearly. Let me get glasses. So in the spirit, you need to be able to see clearly. You need to put on spiritual glasses. It's not an actual physical thing, but it's, it's something that you, you need to look at and say, I need, I need to see better. I need to see what God sees. And that's what the message is actually, actually about. But now what happens when you put on those spiritual glasses? I've got some stories to tell, um, some testimonies, and maybe some of you might be able to share some testimonies later on. So... Two stories just to, to tell you what can happen when you put the spiritual glasses on. Um, I'm going to remember the timing. Last year sometime, I think it was. Um, I think it was a Friday or Saturday night or whatever. I had a dream. And, I, and the dream, in the dream, I, it felt like I was in like a, like a university residence of some sort. I don't know. But I was in a bed. And I, I like woke up. And then there was like all these people in an auditorium. And there was listening to someone. There was someone standing right at the back. Um, a lady standing at the back. Um, and then they had a gun, and they were going to blow their brains out. So I got out of bed. I said, whoa, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. It's okay. And then she turned around and shot at me, and I did like a matrix move, and it went past me, and I was fine. So I wasn't in danger. I didn't feel fearful or anything. It wasn't about me getting shot or in danger. And then I stood up again, and this person had the gun to their head again, and I said, no, no, it's really, it's fine. Put the gun down. It's going to be okay. And they put the gun down, and, and it was all, all okay. So I shared this dream on Sunday, the Sunday morning. There was a lady visiting our church who that day she'd already written a suicide note. 
And she was about to go commit suicide after coming to church. And when we shared that message, she, she just came to the front and said, that's me. You know, God's saying, don't do this. And just from a dream, it actually saved her life. It's got nothing to do with me. It's just God. How's it, guys? Welcome. It, it, was got, it had nothing to, to do with me. It's just God gave a dream, and it was for a specific purpose, for a specific person on that, on that day. And, you know, if I wasn't obedient to, to say that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would have, if I didn't share it and I heard someone had committed suicide, I would have felt kind of responsible for that. Um, similar, similar example. Um, Rosie, my wife, had a had a word of knowledge. She was, she just felt in her spirit that a friend, or someone that we know, was thinking of committing suicide. Um, so we phone this person up. It's actually a family member. Phone this person up and say, um, we confront them and say, just straight out. I said, uh, she says, God, God has told me that you want to commit suicide. Are you thinking of that? And she said, yes, I am. Her and her husband were thinking of ending their lives. Like, hectic stuff happening, but anyway. So, so we like, spoke to them and said, no, you know, forget, forget that. Turn, turn away. Come back to God. Come to God or come back to God and, and, and sort of include him in your decisions and everything. And, and they, they kind of did that. And their life turned around. They, they started going to church. They recommitted their life to the Lord, got baptized, and, and so forth. And, and now they, 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 they walk. They're not maybe, they're still in a bit of a bad space in a storm, like Dion was talking about. They, they might still be in a storm, but, but they've got different perspective. And again, we've just been obedient to just bring that to them and say, don't do it. God said, you want to do this, don't do it. And that's what happens when you put your spiritual glasses on. God can show you things that can save a person's life. And, and I don't think we want to downplay it anymore. You, you can change a person's life, but saving a person's life, coming to, to, to Jesus for the first time, saving their life from, from, from ending their life, whatever it may be, God wants to use each and every one of us for that purpose. It's not just any super spiritual person or whatever. It's, it's each one of us. God, God wants to give us each, each one that spiritual glasses to be able to see those type of things. So that's what I want to kind of release this evening to all of us. Um, so yeah, one glimpse into, into what God sees can save or change someone's life. And I think that, that's, that's the main theme that I want to, to do. So in order to do that, we need to be able to look at a few things. We need to know how we see. We need to look at how God sees for us to be able to see what God actually sees. Um, there's a nice little picture of some spiritual glasses for everyone. So to do this, there's two, two things that I want to actually share a little bit. So it's going to be a little bit of a mini teaching as well. Not so much preaching, some stories, but uh, a bit more of a teaching on two ways that God does that. That's through the prophetic gifting and through words of knowledge. So I, want to, I just want to touch on those two aspects of how God shows us how, how we can see. So let me ask you a question. If you see a homeless person walking across a road with a limp, what do you see? Do you see a homeless person with a limp? <laughs> or do you see someone that, oh, no, I need to go give this guy money now because he obviously is not working, he's, he's a homeless person. Or do you see an opportunity for healing? What do you see? There's, there's no answer. This, this is for you to think about. You know? When you see your, your husband or your wife, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, what do you see? Do you see, oh, I love you, I love you so much. Or do you see the person that God sees? What do you see? Um, your brother, your mom, your dad, whatever. I, I can. I don't know if my brother will ever listen to this, but if he does, then maybe this will be good. But 
my, my brother has got a bit of a problem with addiction to drugs. So for quite a long time, I used to see him as a drug addict and saying, well, I need to, I need to bring, help him get saved, you know. And that's how I always saw him. Um, last year, November, I went down to a conference with Todd White and that. And God just spoke to me and said, no, no, that's not how you must see your brother. I want you to see your brother the way I see him. So I said, okay, what is, what is it? Tell me. And God says, no, my brother's got a heart for people. That's who he is. So I went to him and I chatted with him and I said, this is, this is what God says. He sees you. And he, he just like kind of said, yo, bro, that's like, that, that's exactly me. I said, yo, he's, it's a whole story about it. But he, he, he I, I said that he's got a heart for people, but his heart's been broken. So many people have let him down and sort of kind of stabbed him in the heart that he's felt he's become hard and he's forgotten about that. But that's his, that's who he is. That, that who, he, he, who he will remain. doesn't change because circumstances. That's still who God sees him. That's still who he is. So it kind of changed my, my view of looking at even my brother in a different way. And that, that's how we need to start looking at each other. You know, when, when, I, when I say call, then I say, okay, what do I see? You know? Do I see a guy that's never got shoes on? <laughs> I would probably also be barefoot now if I wasn't standing up here preaching. But anyway... Um, no? Or, or do, I, do I see the man of God that he is, that, he's going, that what, what destiny God has got for him? What do I see? So we need, to, we need to look into that. And even more difficult question, when you look in a mirror, what do you see? That's kind of more difficult. I, I don't know if you're like me. I'm very, very hard on myself. I look in the mirror and I think, oh, I wouldn't say a pity party, but I think to myself, oh, jeez, I'm like, well, I believe certain lies on confidence. I think no, I don't have enough confidence. I don't have anointing. I'm not so doing this and that so well and everything. And it's all lies. Um, I probably wouldn't be standing up here if I really felt I didn't have any confidence. So that's obviously obviously a lie. But you go through these phases where you think, oh, no, I'm not good enough. I oh, no, compare myself to that person. Oh, geez, I'm like quite a disaster or whatever the case may be. So we need, to, we need to come against lies about yourself as well. It's not only looking at other people. It's also looking at yourself and say, how do you see me, God? What, what, what does God see in you? And, and actually believing that and trusting that that's what, that's what God actually sees. So we need to get away from what we saw or how we see in the past by, by unlocking spiritual gifts now so you can see into the future almost, see what God sees. Okay, for, for us to, to do that, you need to know we've all been called to see what God sees. As, again, it's not, I mean, Andre and Sonica aren't here this weekend, so... You unfortunately left with me this, this evening. Um, so if you don't like the service and you're thinking I'm not coming back to the church, rather give it another shot. Come back when Andre and Sonica are here, just in case. Just put it out there. But, but we've all been called to see what God sees. There's none of us here, none of us sitting in this, in this room tonight that has not been called to see what God sees. doesn't matter how old, how young, um, nothing, nothing. Nothing gets in the way of each one of us being able to being called to see what God sees. For that to be true, we also need to know our Creator intimately. We need to be having a, a relationship with God in a way that, that we, we, we are intimate with Him. Then we can see closely. So the closer we are with God, the closer we are able to see what God sees. So it's, it's, it's not just saying, okay, I'm a Christian, God will use. Yes, He will. But it's about really coming alongside God and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm with you. Here I am. And you walk in a daily road with God having that intimate relationship with God, then you'll be able to see clearer and clearer and clearer as you go, as you go into life. Okay, so what does God see? God sees a future and a hope. I think it's a verse, Jeremiah. I think it's the next one. 
for I know the plans I have for you, um, says the Lord. They are plans for, a good, for, for good and, and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days, when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. So, so God has got plans for each one of us. And uh, you might not think so. Dion mentioned you might be in a storm or something like that. You might not see this future and a hope. But every single one of us, God has given, has got a plan for us. And, it, and the plan includes a future and a hope. And it's about unveiling our eyes to be able to see that. If we can't see it, then we use other people to show us that. If you're in a place where you don't see it, I think, I just don't see, I just got tunnel vision, I just see this problem, this problem, this problem. You get someone to pray and say, Ricardo, come pray for me. He prays for me and he, sh- he sees what, what I don't see. And he unlocks that in me that I, that I can't see because I've got these, these blinkers on. So that, that's why we, yeah, we, as Christians, we're supposed to be encouraging one another and helping show people the future and the hope. Okay, so one of the ways that, that God does this is through prophecy. So a little bit of teaching thing now. So what the, Chris Vallotton says, um, the prophetic ministry is about finding gold, looking for gold in the midst of, of dirt in people's lives. Okay, so how many of you got dirt in your lives? Now, I'm not, if we don't have dirt, it means we, we're perfect and we're Jesus, which we're not. So I think everyone can put their hand up and say, yes, all of us have got dirt in one way or another. But that's not what we're focusing on. And that's not what the prophetic focuses on. A lot of people, always when they hear the prophecy, they think of Isaiah, Jeremiah, all these guys, doom and gloom. You know, there's, there's this, uh, you come in against Israel, you're going to die. And then they come and they bring a whole lot of armies in, they slaughter all these people. And there's this prophetic word about that. And, and, and it always seems to be very destructive and, and, and very woe, you know, you're going to go to hell kind of prophetic word. And that's not, that's not what the prophecy is. Prophecy is looking for the gold looking for treasures that God has put inside. You can't see those treasures. You can't see the gold. But God can see it, and God can use you and me to unlock and tell that person, there's a treasure in your, in your heart. This is the treasure in your heart. And then the Greek word for, for prophesying <clears throat> means to declare the divine will, to interpret the purposes of God, or to make known in any way the truth of God, which is designed to influence people. So, it's, again, it's all about God's will and declaring that to influence a person. For the better, obviously, um, not for, for the worse. So again, prophecy is for everyone. If you don't believe me, the next verse kind of tells us. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on some flesh. Eh? What's that? All, all flesh. Okay, some of you are reading, just checking. On all flesh, okay? Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. On my maidservants and my maid. Men servants and maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth below. Okay, so who is flesh? We're all flesh. Yes, we're all flesh. Okay, so that verse is prophesy on all flesh. It means on all of us. Okay, so we shall all prophesy. Okay, how many of you are sons? All the guys, put their hands up. Sons, sons. Sons, yes, all the sons. Come on, Gordon, you're a son. Yes, every sons, okay. Daughters, where are the daughters? All the daughters, yes, all daughters, okay. So what does it say? The sons and daughters shall prophesy, okay. So just in case you didn't get that one. Okay, now we're getting to some more things. Where are the young men? Oh, why are you laughing? <laughs> Everyone, you with me, okay, you with me on this one. We young men. 
Young men shall see visions, and old men. <laughs> old men shall dream dreams. Now, I must say, I, I dream quite a lot, so I'm kind of feeling very old lately. Every time I have a dream, I, I think of this verse. And I'm like, oh, come on, Lord, I'm not that old, am I? I'm dreaming all the time. Like the suicide dream I had that like, kind of remind me of this verse every time. So that, that verse is saying, you can go read over. If you, don't, if you don't believe me, go read it in a couple of translations. But it says, we are all to prophesy. We all see visions, we all dream dreams, and we are, we are there. God has given us a gift to prophesy. It's not, you know, taking that, that, the verse where it says to, for, for the Spirit is given to many people. Yes, that is, but this verse also says we are all, we will all, in the last days, we will all prophesy, all flesh. Okay, so prophecy is made up of um, three main um, parts. Um, there's maybe more, but just from a teaching perspective, there's a revelation, there's an interpretation and application. So whenever there's prophecy that, that, that happens, either if, you, if you're giving it or receiving it, there's a revelation portion of it. So the, the Holy Spirit will, will reveal something to you which, which, which you didn't know before, like Jeremiah, Future and a Hope. He'll reveal something to you. Um, and that's sort of unveiling something that you didn't see before. But that's what the, the revelation kind of, kind of looks like. So, so the Holy Spirit will, will take that veil away, and, and through your eyes, your ears, or, or your heart, you'll be able to perceive a truth that you never knew before. And then, and that's called, interpret, uh, that's called revelation, and that's just communicating the truth of God through, through us. Okay? Um, sometimes God can reveal that to you directly, but we don't, we don't always hear so well on our own. We need other people to kind of remind us of that. Then there's interpretation. So sometimes there would be a picture about that you might get a picture for someone. But then you don't know what this picture means. So if you're given a prophetic word, then you need to ask God, tell me what this means. And a lot of the time, when you, if you've never prophesied before and you're praying for someone, God will give you a picture and then that's it. And you're like, and now what? And then you just say, okay, God, what does this picture mean? And then God will say, okay, this is what it means. And as you're praying and as, you, as you're kind of asking God what it is, God will tell you that. So you don't need to know ahead of time. Uh, when you're giving a prophetic word, God will unlock that prophetic word as you're giving it to the person. Very often it, you, you kind of go in there, I don't know what to say or whatever, and then God will just let it happen. And he'll, he'll give you that revelation of what that picture, what you, what you think that picture actually means for that person. And, Ten times out of ten, that person receives that prophetic word, and it's like, wow, this is exactly what God is speaking to me about, or whatever. So, so you need to ask about that interpretation. If you don't get that interpretation, then, then you've got this picture, then you've got to go to God and say, okay, God, I've got this picture. I don't know what it means. Tell me what it means. And you ask God to give you that interpretation. Once you have that interpretation, then you know what you need to do with it. And I'm going to share one or two things about it. So you need to apply it. You can't just say, okay, I'm, I'm this leader. Great. I'm going to sit in the back of the church for the next 10 years. No, it means you need to step up and lead. You have to apply what God is saying to you. Okay, so the practical side of it, how does God tell us these things? There's a few ways that God actually shares the prophetic with us. Um, It's through our our eyes, our ears, and our hearts. Those are the three main roots in how God speaks to us. So for our eyes, God will will open our our eyes to see his perspective. So it could be through an image, it could be through a vision, it could be through dreams, different ways. Um, we normally, if we do like a prophetic uh, training, we normally talk about uh, your imagination. I'm going to change it a little bit because we normally talk about a pink elephant. I'm going to change it a little bit and we always talk about a pink elephant. But just close your eyes for a second. 
and, and think, look, look in front of you. Think about, close your eyes and look in front of you. And there, there's, a, there's a canvas there where God deals with our imagination. So if I just say an orange dove, can you see that orange dove? A picture of that orange dove in front of you. You've got to imagine it almost. And then when you imagine it, you can actually almost see it in, in the, with your eyes closed. Now, that's the place where God gives us pictures. That's the place where God speaks to us. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we might have an imagination, but God uses that, that our imagination, up that place where our imagination operates. God uses that to give us pictures and words and communicates to us in that way. So don't feel, feel afraid that if, you, if you're in worship and you've got your eyes closed and then all of a sudden you see this, this picture of something. Don't be, a, don't be afraid of it. Carl got a picture we were praying just now and he got a picture of three cups, polystyrene cups on a wall. I mean, it's like, sounds like weird, you know? But, but it, it had a meaning to it. It was, it was cups that were, were pouring out Holy Spirit. It was like, cool, take that. Get drunk tonight. You want to get drunk tonight. So... That's it. Receive it. It might be as simple as that. It might be something hectic. Um, but but you've got you to almost go into that place of your imagination and say, God, use this imagination you've given me for, 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 for speaking to me. Either a personal message or a message for someone else, whatever it may be. So God speaks to us through that imagination, through our eyes. Even if our eyes are closed, he speaks to us through our eyes. Um, he also can speak to us through, through our ears, so we listen. Sometimes there's a word that is given, uh, uh, a verse of Scripture. And as we hear that verse of Scripture, all of a sudden we hear something out of it that we've never heard before. Someone, you, you read something or you hear someone preach something and you hear the Scripture and say, wow, okay, I never heard that before. And God like, kind of speaks to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to your ear in a different way almost. Um, sometimes it could be God's still small voice or a thought that you, 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 you think you hear this thought to say, I need to go speak to, to that person, or I feel led to go and pray for that person. It's just like this thought came out of from nowhere. But it's this still small voice that's telling you something to go and do that. So, um, yeah, and then feeling your heart. Sometimes you just get this feeling inside. Uh, it doesn't have to be a physical feeling. It's inside, like an emotional kind of feeling. Guys, I know we don't know what that feels like. I don't know. Girls, you'll know more than us. But, but our, our, our hearts get touched to feel what God feels. Um, I've, I've kind of sensed that quite a few times. Um, recently, I was in Secunda with Andre and Sonica. We went to go do uh, Encounter 3 there. And then we're like, we, had some, we were praying for people for healing. And there was one lady there that had glasses on. And, and she came up for healing for eyesight. I'll go figure, I'm praying for someone for eyesight. But it happens quite often, actually, believe it or not. But, and then she came and she thought, no, she... She felt there's a word that she, she's going to be healed from her not having to wear glasses. <clears throat> and she's had some prophetic words a few years ago about her, her eyesight. And then I came to pray for her. And, and when I laid my hands on her, I just, it was like so weird. I felt God's emotion upon her. And it's like really weird because now it's a guy praying for a girl. You know, it's like kind of the boundaries are now like, no, you shouldn't be feeling an emotion kind of thing when there's this other girl. But it was just so overwhelming. It was just God saying, you know, it's not about her eyesight, physical eyesight, but it's about her spiritual eyesight that God wants to unlock her spiritual eyesight. And when I was sharing that with her, she just, she just said she felt God just rush through her whole body. She just started crying. She didn't know why. And, and she, just, she just felt the overwhelming presence of God because that, that's, what, 
that prophetic word she had a few years ago actually meant. It wasn't about her physical eyesight. It was about her seeing, into, seeing love into people in such a way that, that it can change lives. And it sort of made sense to her then. So sometimes you, you can have a feeling discerning something. Sometimes you can also discern good and evil. That's also a way that God speaks to us. But it's, it's also always important to test the prophetic word. In that same conference we had, someone, uh, someone prophesied over this young girl. And they prophesied that there's going to be, I can't remember the whole, the whole story, but it was like a very bad prophecy, if I want to call it that. It, was all, it just created, it instilled her with so much fear. She was so freaked out and said, no, they said there's death and there's this and that. And she's like, now what? You know? So we said, no, come, let's, let's prophesy. Maybe they got it wrong. Let's just pray. And we, we prayed and, and, and we, 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 we didn't see that at all. Three of us prayed for her and we didn't see anything in terms of death or destruction or anything like that. And, and we, we prayed, prayed over. So it's important to, to, to test the word. Um, if any of you are here this morning, Mark, uh, preached about it as well, and he also shared about testing the word. There's some scriptures on that you can go you can go look at, but it's testing it, testing it that if it doesn't gel with you, if it doesn't create um, encouragement, if if it's if it's if it's bringing you down, if it's causing depression, if it's causing fear, if it's causing anxiety, then then kind of just think to yourself, oh, is this is this a word that I need to take? Is this a word that that I need to actually accept? So don't accept every word that everyone gives you. If if Trust your, your discernment and your judgment. If, you, if you're feeling that it's kind of not exactly, don't, you don't have to get upset with the other person. We're all human. We get it wrong sometimes. But, but don't receive it. Just kind of say, Lord, what am I to do with this? Okay, I'm going to park that. I don't think this is for me if, if, you, if you're feeling like that. So don't be, sh- don't be scared to do that as well. Okay, one or two verses on, on prophecy as well. In Psalms, it talks about um, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. And I think that's beautiful in terms of your eyes. Open our eyes to see the truth of your instruction. So when God, when you read God's word, you need to be able to, to put on those spiritual glasses and say, okay, what am I seeing now in this word? If you're looking at a person, what do I see in that person? What is the truth in that you want to show me of that person? And also a well-known verse, Isaiah 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So again, our thoughts might be thinking certain things, work, whatever, whatever. God can, God's thoughts come higher than that, and we're going to be perceptive to, to, to hear his thoughts and to, to, to act on his thoughts. Okay, so that's a little bit about prophecy. Uh, it's a 101 Idiot's Guide to Prophecy. There's a lot more to it. Another way that God speaks to us is through words of knowledge. Okay, um, again, if you don't believe me, it's in the Scripture. It says there, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom, one the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So it's a spiritual gift that God gives us, Okay. The word of knowledge is a spiritual gift. And uh, the gift, if you go to the next slide, the gift is, gift of word of knowledge refers to the ability to know facts that you wouldn't typically know about someone. A situation or spiritual principle that would, in the natural, you would never have known that. So um, Sean Bowles says it like this, the word of knowledge is the divine knowing of a fact about a person, place, thing, or situation that's in the past or present. 
there's quite a few ways that God can tell us these words of knowledge. Uh, I've just listed seven of them. So the way that the Holy Spirit can give us words of knowledge is either feeling pain in your body, and I'm going to give some examples of this just now. It's either feeling pain, a strong impression about someone to say, I just feel this person has got this, this issue. Um, it could be a picture in your mind, that, that orange dove canvas place, a picture that you see. Uh, it could be highlighting someone, you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you, you, you see Michelle's ankle and you think she's got an ankle injury or something. Just out of the blue, you're just like standing looking and you just something pops out at you and say, okay, well maybe there's a problem with that with, with, with an ankle. Um, it could be hearing the Lord, the Lord saying, like in your ear, whispering to you and saying, this, this is something you, you, you need to know. Maybe there's, there's a, someone dealing with unforgiveness, and you just say, this person's dealing with unforgiveness. It's a thought that comes in your mind from, from where? A dream I mentioned, you can get dreams about uh, uh, things that you, you wouldn't typically know about. Or um, remembering testimonies. Um, so by remembering testimonies, you see someone, and you remember a testimony of someone else, and you share that, and that testimony could relate to that person and actually unlock something in that person to, to bring, bring them freedom as well. Okay, some examples. Um, practical stuff. I can remember the one time we had, I can't remember what service we had, but I got a picture. This is now the picture part of it. I got a picture of a guy in a, and it's like very, very specific, a guy in a black and blue striped shirt that had relationship problems, that, that, and he says, cowboys don't cry. So that was, that was what God said to me. So I, I came up and I said, I said, is this? Again, there was a guy visiting our church. I don't know why, it's always visitors. It's like, freaked him up. So this, this visitor guy, he was a big, big dude. He's actually a cage fighter dude. So he would have given you a run for your money, Andrew. Okay, so, and, and he had a black and blue striped shirt on, and him and his fiance were going through some serious challenges. And, and that word, like, so I spoke to him. He was like, he was like kind of really nowhere with God. And then all of a sudden he comes to a church service and God says, hey, you. And, and he was like this real tough guy, being a cage fighter. The cowboys don't cry thing. He says, that's not him. He, he, he won't show emotions. And he was like crying. So he came up and said, that's like totally me. So I like chatted with him and his fiance and started trying to get a restoration of a relationship and uh, he gave his life to the Lord and, and, and then it, he went on a path of, of restoration, basically. Just from a picture of a shirt, basically. Um, I see Creston's not here. He was supposed to be here tonight, I think. Simple thing. We were having a prophetic evening sometime and we sitting next door there on a couch and I was going to prophesy and then all of a sudden I just get this feeling, is there something wrong with your knee? He said, yes, no, he had an accident, and he can't run properly, he can't walk, he can't do anything, his knees has been stuffed for like many years. Okay, cool, so we like pray, and then Rosie prayed for some reason, she just said, no, she's praying for a 21-year-old knee, and then as it happened, his knee got injured 21 years ago. Coincidence? I don't think so. It's just freaky more than coincidence, but it's good freaky, okay. Um, there's a guy, yeah, not this Dion, another Dion, he had a... Uh, uh, serious back uh, problems. He was was he in gym accident or something like that, and uh, he he had like serious back pain for years and years and years. We were sitting in service once, and and my back went like super 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 hot for some reason. I was like, whoa, this is like and I'm thinking the aircon like always freezing, and I'm thinking, no no, this is hot. So I, I, I shared it, and then 
actually, I think a few guys actually came up. A few people actually came up for with back injuries, and some guys prayed for 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 Dion, and then the pain left after years and years of of battling with back problems. He's, he's, the pain just left, and and it's as simple as it's as simple as that. Um, examples of um, highlighting. I was in Rio on a on a missions trip, and I was staying in there, and all of a sudden there's this like huge guy and. I saw him the Friday night or whatever, and I see him, I said, oh, God, what? there's something you want to say to him. But then I kept quiet. The next night, we had a service again, and then he was on the other side there, and he was standing in there. I can still remember he had like a yellow shirt or something on. I can't remember. So I said, no, I've got to go speak to him. So during the service, I kind of walked to him, and I chat with him, and fortunately, he could speak English. A lot of the people in Brazil couldn't speak English, so fortunately, he could speak English. And then I said, oh, I don't know what God wants to say. I'm just going to pray with you. So I started praying with him, and then God just started releasing words over him about being involved in, in the youth and actually having a ministry with the youth and using sport and youth and, and kind of connecting with the people. And then he just said, that's his heart. And, and it just like, it just like gelled so well that God, and that was just through highlighting. You just, just like kind of scan in the crowd and boom, stop and say, okay, I need to, I need to speak to him. I don't know what, but I need to speak to him. Kind of just be sensitive for God to, to, to use you um, uh, for that. Everything, all these words of knowledge, all these prophetic words, it's not so much there just to make you feel good. It's not there to make the other person feel good. It's always a sign towards Jesus. You must remember that. It's, it's, it's always a sign. So it could be someone like that black and blue shirt that the person needs to come to God. So through that word, he came to know Jesus. And that's what it's about. It's not about the nice feeling and, oh, this is cool. And Yes, people get healed. People get you know, get encouraged, but it, it's always pointing to who's the healer, who's the savior. It's always pointing to Jesus. So just remember that, to ground yourself with humility, to remember that it's always a sign, and it's a sign to, to, to Jesus. Okay, there are some things that God says about us. Um, you can just put that slide on there. You can kind of go, if you want to write them down, you can go um, look at them later on. But you need to know what, what God says about you so that you can build yourself up. So you, we were all sons and daughters, loved by him, forgiven. Um, we have received every spiritual blessing. Okay, Ephesians 1, verse 3. We've been anointed to preach. We've been anointed to, to heal. We've been anointed to set captives free. Um, go look at Isaiah 61. It's got a whole lot of stuff in there. It's telling him how we've been anointed to do all these things. And again, it's not just a pastor or anything like that. It's us. We have been anointed. Me, I've been anointed for that. You've been anointed for that. We have the fruit of the Spirit. Go read Galatians 5.22. Fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, etc. We've been given spiritual gifts. We've been talking about some spiritual gifts. Gifts of prophecy, words, words of um, knowledge, um, gifts of healings, etc. And we've, we've been given peace. It says do not be anxious because God has given us peace. So God's given us so much personally. Um, you can go read that. That's your homework. You can go, you go, you can go check, check that out. Um, I know my time's going a little bit. I'm sure that thing was only set for like 10 minutes, actually. <laughs> I, I want to share something with you. It's a, it's a, it's a personal, um, well, it's a personal crafted prayer. So what I've done, and you guys can, can also um, sort of, one of the things you can activate. <laughs> it's terrible when it goes red. That's all right. Always go over time. Um, one of the things that you need to do um, sort of practically, um, and you'll see that, the next slide, in terms of activating the prophetic, there's a whole lot of things that you need to kind of remember when, with prophetic. So one of the things you need to remember is, is to, when you receive prophetic words, is to record it and write it down, okay? So before that, obviously, you need to pray, pray and ask God to, 
to, to give you a new ability to see through his eyes. That's the first thing out of, out of this message. But from the prophetic in general, you need to be open to receive prophetic words at any opportunity God has given you. So when there's a prophetic word, say, yeah, I'm here, give it to me. Um, but you need to receive. You need to receive from God any opportunity you can. Say, okay, I'm here, Lord. Go for it. Let someone speak into your life. Um, re- record it. So normally if you have a phone, everyone got a phone? Kind of, most phones have got a little recorder. Press record. It records it. Later on you can listen to it over again. Um, <clears throat> it's quite interesting. In my, I'm borrowing my wife's car, lending my wife's car for the weekend, and I've got an iPod in there. But in that, on that iPod, I've got prophecy saved. So obviously it says Alan's prophecy. So it's like A. So it normally starts and it reboots to the beginning every time. So every time you climb in the car, you switch your car, and then I hear Teresa's voice. and says, oh, my word, Alan, I see this and this and this. So there's this prophecy that I hear every time I climb into my car. My wife's probably very, very tired of your voice, Teresa, because she hears it every day. <laughs> But it's, on, it's there, so you can't get away from it. It's always, it's always there. It's like really, really cool. <laughs> but she has asked if I can take it off her iPod and leave it on my phone. So you record it. And then what you want to do with it is once you record it, you need to sort of just dwell on it and say, okay, God, what are you saying about this? And, and write it down. And, and then from that, you can write a, a crafted prayer about what God is saying about you. Um, then seek opportunities to, to, to experience that, walk in that, that gifting that God has given you, and also to, to give opportunities for you to step out and prophesy over other people. Those are the practical things that you need to do. Um, let me just tell you what my crafted prayer sounds like. Okay, thank you, Lord, that you are well pleased with me. You acknowledge my heart for you, and you love me. I am your child, and you have given me a daddy anointing to help others feel loved by you and feel protected. I've got Romans 8.16, so some of the, the, thing, some of the words of God is backed up by certain scriptures that have been given, given to me. Thank you, Lord, for anointing me to confidently walk in my, my destiny as a leader, and I'm willing to follow you and obey you no matter what. Your spirit is upon me, and I am anointed to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set the captives and prisoners free, to comfort those who mourn, give beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise for heaviness, Isaiah 61. I'm full of faith and trust, and I hear your voice clearly. I receive your supernatural wisdom to help me in every situation. I pledge my life to you in every way and pray your protection over me and my family. I declare I'm full of joy and every negative thought, depression, and sadness is subject to your spirit and reversed in your name. I am, I am a mighty lion for you and declare war on the enemies of darkness in Jesus' name. Thank you for the miracles of healing and protection in my life. And I continue to declare healing over my right eye for your name to be glorified. I am blessed with an amazing wife and commit to be the best husband and spiritual head of the family that I can be. I will love my bride like you love your, your bride, the church. I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing and have been empowered to minister to family and friends. I'm your workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. I receive your apostolic anointing on my life and will allow your Holy Spirit to work in me and through me. I'm being used powerfully to transform lives through words of knowledge, gifts of prophecy, and gifts of healing. Thank you for stirring up the gift of evangelism and having confidence to share the gospel in the work environment. I declare favor over my business and thank you for your faithful provision. I will remain faithful to you, Lord, and even though I don't have children here on earth, I'm trusting you for your eternal hope of what's to come. I'm walking in my identity, Lord. Reveal and help me to fully know and walk in that identity. And it keeps on growing as it goes along. But it's... 
I can, I can read that. I, if I could, I could read that every day. Because if I read that in the morning, it's like, okay, cool. That's me. I can go. I can go out into the world. I can climb on the airplane and go to another country. And I can think, well, God says I need to actually share the gospel with someone. You know? And some of those things, it's actually come to pass. Those are, those are prophetic words spoken to me, but it's come to pass where I've gone to Botswana, I had to sit in a car with a client for five hours to get to site, shared the gospel with him, end of the trip, he gave his life to the Lord. It's like, boom, it's like, cool, I'll accept that word anytime. So, yeah, I think, I think it's about activating the prophetic in you. It's not anything scary. It's nothing to, to, to sort of shy away from. It's something that we need to grab and say, this is amazing, let's, let's grab hold of this. Just before we worship, I actually asked Lilani. Lilani's got a very strong creative prophetic gifting. So um, in the beginning of the service, or actually before the service, I actually asked her to bring her, her drawing pad with, so that as, as the service is going, if God gives her a picture and, and a meaning to it, that she can, she can just let her creative, creative prophetic gifting flow. So just maybe share with us what you've done. Okay, so um, this is what I drew. Um, I didn't know what Alan was going to share on exactly. I knew it had something to do with the prophetic, but I wasn't really, wasn't really sure what it was going to be about. And um, during worship, um, so what Alan was talking about, the whole imagination thing, I, I feel like I've got a vivid one, and it's so from God, and he just um, he uses it. Like, if, if you think vividly, he'll probably use it in that way. And so I always, like, give me a picture of someone or just a visual representation, because... Let's be honest, that's the easiest way I'm going to understand it. Um, and I felt like I just saw a picture of a bird, but it was very zoomed in. Um, and I was like, well, this is very nice, but what does it mean? Um, and I just thought God said, like, what, what you see is not what I see. Um, you see a bird, um, but I see the details of this thing. I see the feathers. I see the, the shape of the beak. I see the, the glisten in the eye. I, this is what I see. And... Um, and even just in terms of the prophetic, I felt like I said, like, what, what you see is not what I see. And it, it becomes down to that shift in your perspective, like, what are you seeing, God? Like, what are you focusing in on right now? Like, what are you zoomed in on? And um, in this sense, like, I just felt like God is like, look at these feathers. Look how they shine. Look how, um, look at the details in them and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, and so I just want to encourage you, like, the prophetic is not a scary thing. It's... It's a beautiful thing. It's God showing us what we can't see for ourselves. Um, like sometimes there's beautiful stuff about us and we don't see it. And then he's like, well, let me show you because what you see is not what I see. Um, and so if, if this is a bit of a scary thing and you're like, oh my gosh, someone's going to pray for me and they're going to see all my sin and I don't know what it is. Um, please be encouraged. It's not about that. Um, like Chris Valentin, who he spoke of, he says it often that, you know, we all know we're sinners. It's not a revelation. A revelation is knowing what God sees. Um, so, yeah, I just want to encourage you with that. Like, this is not a scary thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share. Sin.